Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day. Guys, we got episode eight coming your way today. It's just me running the ship today. No guests coming at you, but um, rest assured, we will have plenty of guests coming up in the future, so stay tuned for that. Lots of exciting topics coming your way. Um, Yeah, we're back at it again. Everything's been going pretty well around here. My birthday just passed. For those of you that don't know, I just turned 24, so that's pretty exciting. Any fellow Geminis in the house, let me know. Um, So yeah, things have been pretty good with that. I've been seeing a lot of number uh, synchronicities lately, like 1111 or 444. That's another one that I've been seeing a lot, which is really interesting. I might be kind of contemplating delving into uh, synchronicities and number patterns. I always feel like it's kind of a message from higher power, what be it, uh, whatever you believe in. I think that's probably what it is. Um, I don't know what exactly that message is that they're trying to tell me, but um, I do think that something interesting is going on there. So let me know if you guys are having any experiences like that where you see every time you look at the clock, it says 11-11 or 1-11 or you look at your phone battery, it's 11%. That's the kind of stuff that's been happening to me. But anyway, I guess we'll kind of dive in to today's topic, which is going to be sweating and um, it sounds kind of gross, but the health benefits of sweating, the risks, and also we're going to look at some crazy at-home devices that you can use to help you sweat. But before we get into that, I found a really interesting news article lately. I always kind of like to scour the internet, see what kind of happenings are going on in terms of mind-body connection. And I found this really interesting article that says that our biology responds to events before they even happen. So some studies suggest that pre-recognition, which is basically what I just said, um, kind of biologically responding to something before it even happens, could be a real thing. And it comes in the form of activity within the heart and the brain responding to events before they even happen. Um, so scientists at the HeartMath Institute conducted an experiment where participants were shown a series of 45 photos, 30 known to invoke a calm state, and 15 known to invoke stress. The image displayed for three seconds, and then the screen went blank for 10 So this is really interesting. So they basically found out that the participants' brains and hearts responded to the the information about the emotional quality of the pictures uh, before the computer even flashed them their way. So that means that the heart and the brain were both essentially responding to future events. And the results of this experiment indicated that the responses happened on average 4.8 seconds before the computer selected the pictures. That's crazy. I mean, that's a big amount of time lag in between if you think about it for your heart and brain to respond to something before it even sees it. And the other interesting thing to even add on to that is that they actually found that your heart receives the information first before your brain even did. So really, really interesting. Dr. Roland McGrady explained that it is first registered from the heart, then up to the brain, emotional and prefrontal cortex, where we can logically relate uh, what we are intuiting, then finally down to the gut or where something stirs. So that bad gut feeling, right? That's like when it sits in your gut kind of. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really interesting to share. May offer a little bit more uh, scientific evidence to back up our intuition or kind of when we have a bad vibe. I know for me, I've definitely had experiences where I feel that. And I remember very vividly when I was a child, I was really young. I was in the mom with, or I was, I was in the car with my mom and we were driving down the road and I said, you know, mom, I have a really bad feeling. I have a feeling like something bad's going to happen. I don't know what it is. Um, and she kind of dismissed it, brushed it off. And then we turned around the corner 
within a couple minutes of me saying that there was a huge car crash at an intersection and I obviously had no idea that that was happening. So I definitely believe in intuition and picking up vibes and energies and kind of having this intuitive knowing of what's coming your way. I think it takes a lot to tap into it. But this experiment, guys, this is definitely a huge stepping stone towards proving that some of this more esoteric stuff uh, is, is real and it's true and it's something that we feel. So I thought that was really interesting. Just figured I'd share for a little news segment for y'all right at the start. But without further ado, we'll get into today's topic, the benefits of sweating. So we're going to get right into it. I just want to put a little disclaimer that I am in no way promoting sweating to like excessive, crazy amounts here. You know, uh, I'm just examining this topic. It's something that I find really interesting. So always check in with yourself, make sure you're still in control and obviously don't do any of these crazy sweating things uh, without the supervision of, you know, a healthcare provider if you are somehow... Um, someone that could be at risk for uh, really, you know, damaging or injuring yourself with this. But yes, without further ado, let's get into it. I just wanted to kind of say that. Um, I'm a huge fan of sweating, I guess, <laughs> within reason. You know, obviously it's no fun to sweat at night when the air conditioning's not on and you can't even put the sheets over you. But sweating in terms of working out and going to the sauna, I'm a huge fan of. Steam rooms are really cool too, although I do have a very hard time breathing in them. I think it's just like the moisture in the air gets a little bit overwhelming. But I have always noticed in my experience that I feel super relaxed, super laid back. And I also feel like muscle tension decreases or tightness and soreness rather. Uh, after I spend some time in the sauna and I kind of stretch, I really do feel like I benefit from it. I feel more relaxed overall. And I'll usually, you know, when I do that, it's obviously been a while because everything's been closed. But if I do that, I'll stay in for like 20 minutes tops and then I have had my fill. So that's kind of my sort of opinion with it. Um, before we get into it, but we'll go into now the benefits of sweating. So sweating is essentially your body's way of cooling itself down, right? You produce that moisture, the sweat, and that's what's going to try to cool you down, regulate your body temperature, bring it back down. So the benefits of sweating include boosting your energy, maintaining healthy weight, defending against many diseases and health conditions, improving your mood, promoting good sleep, detox of heavy metals, elimination of chemicals, and also bacterial cleansing. So the heat is a great remedy for arthritis too, muscle pain, like I said, and also skin disorders, which can be improved by the increased blood flow at the surface of the skin. So those are some of the benefits that are scientifically proven of sweating, just, you know, physical benefits. And the biggest ones that I can think of for me personally are, are those detoxing effects, among other things, heightened relaxation and also really helping with muscle pain. I've noticed a huge difference when I spend time in the sauna um, with muscle recovery. I also do feel like it kind of helps uh, release toxins and anything that you're holding on to. You know, everybody says, oh, just sweat it out. And I feel like that is true. Like if you've ever, um, if you've ever, you know, had a night out and you sweat it out the next day, it feels so good. Um, you know, if you had a couple of drinks to sweat it out. Uh, so definitely, definitely uh, agree with all of those things. And I do definitely feel the benefits of relaxation and the relief of muscle pain. And another little kind of uh, tidbit on sweat, this is kind of gross, but it, whenever you're sweating and it smells bad, it's not actually the sweat itself that smells bad, it's the bacteria that's living on your skin. So that's a very interesting thing to note. Um, I just figured I would kind of bring that up too. But yeah, 
sweating, guys. Everybody does it, right, when we go to the gym. Uh, you don't need a sauna to sweat. Obviously, there's plenty of other things that you can do to make you sweat. So that's kind of the physical benefits of it at a face value. And as I was looking into this a little bit more, uh, I realized that there's also a huge spiritual connection to sweating beyond what I had even really thought of. So there's a lot to unpack there. And sweating is very closely connected to Native American culture and is part of a special ceremony uh, with sweat lodges. So sweat lodges are something that are, uh, like I said, huge in Native American culture, and they're used to give thanks, seek wisdom, and purify the whole being. And I think I've seen sweat lodges uh, a couple times in my life, just, you know, going to museums or um, around in, uh, you know, nature walks or hiking. I do think I came across one once, um, but I've never like, I've never personally been in a sweat lodge or done this. Um, So basically there's sweat ceremonies uh, that take place in these domed circular lodges Uh, But some cultures will use teepees or even pits covered with branches or tree trunks. And a fire is lit directly outside the lodge, and it's tended by a firekeeper who who heats the stones that are used to keep the lodge hot. And it's very interesting because the people that run these sweat lodge ceremonies are trained for years and years and years to make sure that everything is running according to, you know, the culture's standards and the ceremony and whatnot. So it's very fascinating. So the big difference here between a sauna or a steam room, and a sweat lodge is that sweat lodges have that very heavy spiritual focus, while the saunas in the gym are basically just meant for sweating physically. There's really no higher um, spiritual kind of esoteric meaning to sweating in a sauna, right? Sweat lodge ceremonies also can last for hours, uh, whereas your time in the sauna is usually cut off at 20 to 30 minutes maximum. They really don't recommend that you spend any longer amount of time in there. Um, but the sweat lodges are really fascinating. They also sometimes, I read that they will mix tobacco in the inside of the sweat lodge. And um, it's kind of a whole sensory experience. Like I said, it's a, it's a very spiritual experience. Um, so you're physically sweating, but it's also kind of supposed to be this transcendental um, thing in Native American culture. So super interesting there. And I also found out that sweat lodges can help fight infections by creating a temporary fever state in the body which some say lessens chronic inflammation. So again, remember that sweat lodges, you're spending way more time in there than you would be in a conventional sauna. And with that bigger amount of time that you're spending in there, that's also a bigger amount of risk because if you're sweating that much, obviously you're going to be putting yourself at risk for being dehydrated, for potentially having heat exhaustion, heat stroke, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately, or interestingly, there was a murder case involving a sweat lodge. So back in 2009, a self-help guru named James Arthur Ray held a knockoff sweat lodge ceremony in an overcrowded lodge made of plastic and other non-breathable materials. He charged $10,000 per person to take part in the dangerous ceremony, quote unquote, that bore little resemblance to the real thing. And his carelessness and lack of respect for this ancient tradition injured 18 people and it killed three others. So that is a huge example of someone that is not doing it right in any size, shape, or form. Obviously not having respect for the culture at all. That's the first strike. But also just on a logistical note, plastic and non-breathable materials is like hugely no bueno. And obviously, I mean, three people lost their lives over this. Not to mention this person charged people $10,000, but which is crazy. Um, 
and horrible. Uh, yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. So if you're looking to do a sweat lodge, I guess what I would say is do your research, have respect for the culture. Again, this is a deeply rooted spiritual ceremony and tradition that's a huge part of that culture. And it's something that should be respected and valued and not kind of um, exploited in this way like this this person had done. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. It's definitely a more transcendental experience than going to your local gym and hopping in the sauna for 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting and be careful too. If you're going in a sweat lodge, uh, that's a long time you're going to be in there. So make sure you're being careful. So that's kind of my two cents there or examining the spiritual part of sweating. So a lot of people say that it can kind of, you know, elevate you and bring you to higher states of consciousness, whatnot which is really interesting. But now we're going to talk a little bit about how you can sweat at home. So obviously we don't have the same access to gyms right now that we normally would, although fingers crossed, hopefully we will soon. There's some very interesting things that you can do to try and sweat at home. And I found a couple of these uh, just in looking around and I wanted to kind of react to them or show you them. The first one here is a portable sauna. I'm going to put a picture of this up. I don't know why this is so funny to me, but it literally looks like a human baked potato, like in a box. I can't even describe it to you. It's, it's the funniest thing to me. So basically it's this contraption that you sit in and it gets hot and your head sticks out. Your head's the only thing that sticks out and it makes you sweat. Um, and I just think it's the funniest looking thing. Uh, but it does work. I've heard, uh, I know people in my real life that have used it and they say that they do sweat from it. However, there's a huge downside to these. Um, and a lot of these home saunas or portable saunas have very high EMF readings. So electromagnetic frequencies. Um, and those are essentially frequencies that can be very damaging to your health, uh, either reproductively. Uh, some studies have suggested, I think too, that it could lead to cancers in certain people. So, uh, anything with a high EMF reading, you really want to be careful of. Um, and this device is one of those things. So it's kind of like how 5G is a huge problem right now. Uh, it's a similar thing to that. It's bad waves coming out, bad electro waves coming out of that. Um, yeah, so that's your first thing that you can use to sweat at home is a portable sauna. If you're interested, again, do your research, find one that has lower EMF readings. There's plenty of websites uh, where you can kind of check that and test it before you get it. Next one is a sweat belt. I think most people have heard of this. Um, in my opinion, it's basically a glorified waist trainer, right? I mean, anything you wrap around your waist, super tight, and um, that has like a heavy amount of cloth in it, it's going to make you sweat. It really doesn't even matter what it is. Um, and it will make you sweat. I definitely think that it would make you sweat. I don't think that it's probably worth however much it costs for a sweat belt. Um, I think there's other ways that you could do that. I know an old school trick from some of my wrestling friends is that they used to work out in trash bags. Again, I don't recommend that you do any of this. Um, I just think it's interesting, but this kind of reminded me of that. Again, it's just like one of those little extra booster things that you could do to try and uh, break a sweat a little bit more. And one caveat I want to put in here is that uh, I think some people, some people sometimes think that if you're wearing a waist trainer during your workout, you're going to target the fat loss in in your, you know, obliques or wherever it is that you're trying to lose, you know, your love handles, whatever. Remember that you can't specifically target fat loss. I feel like that's something that gets lost in translation a lot of the time. 
It doesn't really work that way. You can target the muscle gains in that area. Yes, obviously you do ab work, ab exercise. That's going to help you build your muscle there. That's going to increase your muscle mass. And basically you really just have to focus on a calorie deficit to lose the body fat overall so that you can then reveal the muscles that you've built underneath it. So again, don't get uh, sucked into the slope of thinking that a waist trainer or a sweat belt rather is going to make you lose all your belly fat in one day. It's not. It's going to make you sweat, which might make you lose water weight, which might make you look a little bit, you know, slimmer. But uh, it's kind of like a quick term little solution. Basically kind of like a Band-Aid for the bigger problem, which is that you'd have to lose the fat first. Uh, Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that. Next one we got here is a sauna blanket. I also think this one is really funny. (laughs) I don't know why these contraptions are like so amusing to me but this lady straight up looks like a human burrito baked potato you literally wrap yourself in something that looks like tin foil and again kind of similar to the portable sauna it's gonna heat you up it's basically like (laughs) cooking you sort of um but yeah again it makes you sweat i've heard good things about these too i'm not gonna lie uh they are pretty pricey i do think the portable saunas are a more affordable option than the sauna blankets but um again do your research there but remember that the same risk runs here with the high emf readings so you definitely want to be careful with that is it a little gimmicky i mean i don't know in a situation like this where you don't have access to a sauna and you're like really really wanting to elicit that same response then yeah i mean it's probably fine But again, is it worth it for the EMF that's coming out of it? That's something you'd kind of have to like weigh the pros and cons of uh, on your own and come to a decision on your own. The last one that I will examine here that I would recommend that I do personally is to just take a hot bath. It's so easy. If you have a bath in your house or a tub in your house, rather, make the water really hot and, you know, sit in there. And that's another one that I can almost kind of see being more of like a um, kind of holistic experience rather than just sweating. Like all these other options are very, you know, sweating for the physical gains, for the physicality of it. But like a hot bath is something that you could really transcend and transform into a more mindful experience um, that you can use to kind of center your entire being. I did a video a little while ago or a couple months ago, rather, about how I like to shower at night and how I use the showers at night as a part of my like spiritual routine to kind of recenter me. And I'll turn the lights down. I'll put essential oils on the floor so that the scent of those comes around and I'll play some relaxing music and it becomes a real whole body experience. And it's an opportunity to be very present. I'm always looking for ways to be more present in the here and the now. And I find that that shower experience is one of those ways to be like very present because all of your senses are being, um, what's the word? All of your senses are being engaged. So your sense of smell with the oils, sound with the music, sight with the the lights being turned down, hearing the water, everything. Um, it's a very sensory overload experience, but overload in a good way because it makes you very aware of your being. Um, So that would be my tip to recommend. And also it's free to just like run a hot bath. I really don't think that you need these things to do that. Um, I really don't think it's necessary. Or if you don't have a bath, a hot shower will also probably do that. Um, But I find that the hot bath works better in really generating sweat more. So that's kind of what I think there. I think overall 
Be careful with these home saunas, the portable sauna and the blanket, because like I said, um, I don't know. You might be at risk of exposing yourself to EMF waves that are not ideal for your health. Um, But again, that's kind of your choice to see what you think would be best for you. Um, So yeah, sweating has a lot of benefits. Obviously, I always feel better, like I said, when I go to the sauna, but make sure that you're staying well hydrated, not just water, but that you're also replenishing your electrolytes after you sweat all that. Um, because when you do sweat all that out, it's going to throw off your electrolyte balance and that could lead you to feel kind of dizzy or kind of off. Um, so make sure that you're replenishing that. And also obviously listen to your body. There's a difference between kind of pushing your limit to a point and there's, or, you know, just like flat out being unwell, like, if you're in a sweat lodge and you're like on the verge of passing out, like get out. Even if you're in a sauna, like get out. That's like you've had enough. Do it to a point where, you know, you you feel like you've done the job of what the sweating is supposed to do. And that's something that only you can know. So again, always check in with yourself and know what your limits are. Um, sweating obviously feels great to an extent, like I said, after a workout and whatnot. But uh, again, the dehydration and heat exhaustion can occur. And like I said... Um, I'm no professional when it comes to sweating or saunas or anything like that, but that is my kind of two cents on the whole thing. I think sweating is a good, uh, thing for us to do. It's our body's way of, you know, releasing toxins and I can understand too the, the spiritual kind of element of it. Um, sweat lodges are very interesting to me, something I stumbled upon. So yeah, that's my findings for today, guys. That is all I have for you benefits of sweating. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, leave them in the comments below. I've got more guests coming your way. And as always, that is all I have for you today, friends. Adios, namaste, kumbaya. Sending so much love and light your way. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week, a month, year, everything. And I will see you when I see you next. Adios. Adios.